Welcome, everyone, to the first pilot episode of the Cleveland Scene Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Justin Harold. Um, my other host is Jeff Santa. What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? So, me and Jeff have been pondering doing this idea for a while now, and uh, seeing as we're in quarantine and we're all uh, bogged down with all the free time that we have, we thought that we would establish a Cleveland-based sports podcast to do. Um, We're both seemingly big, decent fans of Cleveland and, you know, have a passion for talking about it between the two of us, and so we thought we would upgrade that and kind of just share our thoughts for everyone to have. So um, to start, I think we should introduce ourselves, just give a little bit about ourselves. So um, like I said, I'm Justin. A little bit of background on me is I've been li- I've been living in the Cleveland area for about most of my life. I lived the first six years of my life overseas. Then we moved back Lived in Brunswick area, then moved to Strongsville, and we're still living in Strongsville. Um, I went to high school at St. Edward High School, and now I am at The Ohio State University uh, studying to do journalism. And yeah, Jeff, how about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Justin. Um, Like Justin said, I'm, I'm Jeffrey Santa. Been living in the Northeast Ohio area in North Olmsted, Ohio for all my life, all of 20 years, um, 20, 25 minutes from downtown Cleveland, Ohio, just jump on I-90 and nice and easy commute down there. Um, I also went to St. Edward High School, me and Justin, same class, graduating class 2017. And now I'm at LaRoche University uh, playing baseball there. And that's actually in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. So uh, dealing with some of the Steelers fans out there. It's a, it's, I've had an interesting dynamic, uh, from going from here, Northeast Ohio to closer to Pittsburgh for, um, for my college schooling education. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny when I think about it, you, we, we graduated, um, in 17 and what's it called, but we met each other, uh, going into freshman basketball tryouts. Yep. for uh for heads and um what's it called our our friendship stemmed from us just you know kind of riding the bench me so me more so riding the bench than you but uh we had a little bit of a group me you bennett ricky um but that's how me and you naturally became friends and you know extended through high school and into college so right yeah so um so one of the things that we're going to talk about um, between the two of us right now is just how we kind of got into our sports, like how we got into loving our sports and also how we like got into um, just loving Cleveland sports in general. Um, for me personally, I played football my entire life. Uh, I grew up with it, played flag, played tackle, all that stuff, went into high school, played for Eds, went into college, was going to play football, ended up dropping out. And then I actually ended up in that time period of when I was dropped out from college and thinking about what to do. I actually worked for the Browns in the equipment room for four weeks, which was, uh, it was interesting. It wasn't the best idea when I was trying to get away from football, from the football life. Um, but it was a unique experience and I loved it. But, um, Yeah, I would say that for me personally, I'm a huge Browns and Cavs fan. I wouldn't really say that I'm a huge Indians fan, mostly because I'm not that big of a baseball fan. I still go to the games and I still enjoy them like most people do. But when it comes to knowing like what I'm talking about, or at least thinking that I know what I'm talking about, um, the Browns and the the Cavs are mostly where I uh, hold my stances and everything. And gather the most information on um but for me my earliest memory of like being a true Browns fan or being a true Cavs fan both came like the like years right before I went into high school when I actually started to pay attention to things like the draft and free agency and so my first memory that I can remember for the Cavs at least 
is when we drafted Kyrie. That was my like one thing where it was like, oh, you know, there's not that many, um, there's not that many people who believe Cleveland will rebound after LeBron left, and I was kind of just getting into the whole thing, so I was like, oh man, we have the number one pick. That means we're gonna get like the best player, and Kyrie was that player, and I ended up getting his jersey, and I ended up getting his jersey signed, and I had a whole love affair with him. I mean, he's my one of my all-time favorite Cavs players. So, but then for the Browns, it's kind of been a, a struggle. Uh, the, the first thing I remember about them is the draft. That same year, um, we drafted Barkevius Mingo, and we didn't play too hot, of course. Um, it was really just like most other years you can compare it to. But, uh, yeah, my memories starting out aren't that fantastic, but I think that in recent years and for at least the last five years, I've been a more, you know, detailed kind of Cleveland fan and more like I do my research when it comes around to these things. So, but Jeff, what about you? What what was like your into um, sports, first of all, and then kind of into Cleveland sports? Yeah, I think this is, is interesting, Justin, uh, especially because how you started saying how we've had less structured topics about Cleveland sports in general. And now we're just deciding to, to do what we've been doing for, for years. I mean, even all the way through high school, all four years talking about, you know, our thoughts and our views of Cleveland sports and now taking it to a podcast is it's really interesting because you're more of the football guy just because of you playing it your whole life and, and things of that nature. But I was more, I feel like I was raised around more of the baseball aspect and I mean the Indians are I would identify more with being like a Cavs and Indians fan over being a Browns fan I mean as of late I've I've gotten into the Browns a lot more and like you said it's it's pretty tough to be interested in a team that's sadly so bad year after year but I mean I've I've always been a loyal fan of of all three major teams and I think I think where we could come together and be on a common standpoint is that um, is the Cavs. I mean, I think even though I've played baseball my whole life uh, more than basketball, I think the Cavs are, are my favorite Cleveland sports team. I could, I could watch them even when they're bad and, and stuff like that. But I think the first, my most vivid memory of being like a Cleveland sports fan was probably the decision the first time LeBron left I think a lot of a lot of people, a lot of Cleveland sports fans were like, that really wasn't, it was surprising, but at the same time it wasn't because just the culture around here, I mean, we're not, we really aren't a fan base that likes to, like, we do feel bad for ourselves, but that's just because some of the stuff that happens to the Cleveland sports teams are outrageous. And that was, while that was like a huge decision, LeBron going to Miami, I mean, I know a lot of people I wasn't, we obviously we weren't that old when that happened, but I know a lot of people and my parents and my parents' friends like that really wasn't that big of a surprise to them for the most part. Yeah. And even like talking about that event, I didn't want to say like, that's when I got into it because it it really wasn't. But as I grew up and as I like, you know, kind of got more into basketball and talking about like the Cavs and all that, that decision, it like had an even greater impact on how I you know, perceived the Cavs and how I perceived LeBron James um, for a good long time until he came back. But it's it's really interesting to kind of – you talked about how unfortunate circumstances have taken its toll on Cleveland sports, like the Cleveland Browns uh, being taken to Baltimore and becoming the Baltimore Ravens. And then ever since they moved back, they've just never really been that team that they used to be back when we were we weren't even born yet. And so it's kind of just interesting to, you know, feel that culture around you at such a young age. But I don't know. I just couldn't I, – I couldn't grasp the idea of, like, how monumental it was for people around us for LeBron to leave like that. Yeah, most definitely. And <clears throat> I, was, I was into Cleveland sports before that, but I just referenced that as to an extent of, like, that was the first time because – I mean, when we were that age, I heard people talking about, like, 
oh, maybe people don't want to come to Cleveland, like athletes don't want to be in Cleveland. And it's almost like you said, the culture, it's kind of like the older generation of fans. I mean, the Browns were, were very good in the eighties and such. And, and even the Cavs have had their good, their good runs and the Indians were good in the nineties and such. But since we've been really born since 99, I mean, it's been, it's been pretty lackluster besides obviously 2016 in the championship and the Indians, you know, in the world series, that was disappointing. But I mean, I remember, I remember the old Indians teams with Travis Hafner and I mean, LeBron basically carrying four other bums with him to the finals, but you're right. Like, like you said, when he left, I mean, it's crazy how we kind of all rallied against him in the sense where, we obviously, I didn't want him to do, to do good with Miami. Uh, looking back at it now, that was probably a little bit, just how the NBA's changed since then, That's that was probably a little bit childish. But him coming back really, you know, made the story come full circle and getting it done with the Cavaliers. Yeah, it was actually really funny hearing you say Travis Hafner's name because um, for the few jerseys that I had as a kid for sports in general, Travis Hafner and LeBron – were the two guys that I actually had jerseys of. And, um, you know, in baseball, I don't know necessarily – I don't know exactly or how often it really works out where you're, you're – the, the the Indians are essentially a small market team. And, um, for sure, you know, that will be one thing we'll talk about later on in a different podcast with Francisco Lindor is he's the biggest name in Cleveland right now in baseball. Yep. And everyone's worried about him leaving – Travis Hafner is, from what I can remember, wasn't anywhere near as good as what Lindor is. But to see a guy like that leave and just kind of disappear, it's kind of like my whole thing with Johnny Manziel, where everyone was so pumped up and everyone had his jersey and everyone wanted him. And then, like, he just kind of vanished. Like, he played very poorly and just vanished. But... um Along with the LeBron point, when we were going to Uds, and this is just kind of like a a side note for how my basketball life was, but the Cavs weren't great to, you know, watch because nope. at the time, all you had to watch was Kyrie kind of just, you know, get kids out of their shoes and everything with all of his finesse and the occasional, you know, um, the occasional draft nights where you'd hope that you get a guy like Bradley Beal and you end up getting Deion Waiters and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But for me, when we were in high school, you know this very well. I was a huge, huge OKC fan, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, at the time, they had Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I mean, that team was just so stacked and um, – I was always, always, always rooting against LeBron because everyone and, like, their mother wanted LeBron to do well. And it seemed like, for, for some reason, like, I was the only person on most most occasions who was rooting against LeBron. And I was like, oh, you know what? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now. He's way better than LeBron. Always making that argument. And, you know, he had his whole thing where he went to Golden State and, you know, that flipped on me really quickly. I kind of look like a like an idiot for that one. But, um, you know, when, when you said LeBron coming home and winning the championship, I mean, that's just – it's one of the greatest things about sports where you have storylines that sometimes you don't know what, what someone's going to eventually do. But in the moment of the decision, people get so upset and get so out of sorts on things that they kind of like they lose their rationality and they kind of, you know, start bashing that player for what they did and everything. And and in reality, for LeBron, I mean, it worked out great. He went he went to Miami. He won two championships there. He got a lot of experience that he might he might not have ever gotten in Cleveland if he had just stayed and who knows what that would have meant for us later down eventually winning the championship so a lot of the time I find that sports really help in 
the sense of like real life that they can teach you a lot of lessons. And I think LeBron is easily like the most storied storied player of any sports. And I think that that you just making that point about him is a great thing. And I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think what you're even hinting at there is that when one door closes in sports, I mean, it could open, you don't know how many more it's going to open. I mean, you can make all these sorts of arguments. If, if LeBron didn't go to Miami, do the Cavs win it in 2016? Like you could even go down that far of a road. And even with him going to Miami, that kind of, that, in a sense, birthed kind of the impending superstar that is Kawhi Leonard, like today, being with the Spurs back then. And I mean, him and some of his matchups with LeBron are, are instant classics, legendaries in the book. And and I think I think what's interesting about the decision, looking back at it, is obviously if you're LeBron, you can't like make any pro- like promises, especially to a fan base you just left. But I have pretty good I have pretty good notion in my mind that that like him going to Miami was that he definitely had a plan to come back to Cleveland at some point. I mean, I know his, his promise is a big thing about bringing a championship to this city and he delivered on it. But I mean, he's always been, I feel like he's always been playing chess when a lot of people have been playing checkers. He let us get Kyrie. He, he let us get Andrew Wiggins who we eventually traded for Kevin Love and made it attractive for other people to come to the Cavs, Iman Shumpert and Jared Smith. He kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if everything was orchestrated, even if it was in his mind from the day he left to the day we won the championship. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I'll make one thing clear on the podcast is because, you you know, Jeff, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I can absolutely acknowledge that he has done, I mean, phenomenal things. He's done things on and off the court that are just completely – and utterly amazing for the community. He built a whole school. Um, he's gone. He's won NBA championships. He's done enormous amounts of things that a person could possibly dream of doing in one lifetime. Um, but yeah, to you know, equate him being the player he is now, I'm upset that he's you know he's in Los Angeles. He's playing for the Lakers. I'm one of those guys who is, you know, I'm about my team. Uh, I can like a player on other teams, but I'm not going to like that team. I'm not going to root for that team. Um, But for LeBron, I do sincerely hope that um, he achieves what he wants to in Los Angeles. Um, While I'm not going to root for him to win the championship, um, I'm not really going to root for anyone specifically to win the championship. But I do hope that he achieves um, the great things that he wants. Obviously, he's going to shoot Space Jam 2, which is – I'm sure it's going to be really good. It's going to probably be really funny. Um, It's going to be really enjoyable. Um, But going along with, you know, how old we are, um, I feel like a question I wanted to ask you was name me a moment and maybe, I mean, obviously the one that – I could tell that you would want to tell is the, the championship win. Um, what is like a memory? What is one of your, it could be a good memory or it could be a bad memory. Um, but what is like one memory of Cleveland sports that stands out to you that like you kind of just like reflect on? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. But I, going back to your, to the LeBron point, it's, it's interesting because I feel like if you're not from Northeast Ohio, you think that everybody here loves LeBron when, like you said, you're not like a, you're not like a LeBron, like fanboy, obviously. And that's kind of interesting because a lot of people that aren't from here think that everyone that's in this area loves LeBron, which when that's couldn't be further from the truth. Cause I know a lot of people who aren't LeBron fans, even with winning the championship and everything, but I just thought that was interesting. You brought that up. Yeah. But the, I think, I think one of my one of the uh, a memory I think about a lot, which I'm I'm trying to go out of the box here, just because I don't want us to be telling the same story from a different perspective, and I it's not really a specific memory. I believe it was 2007, the 2007 Browns team with Derek Anderson as the quarterback went 10 and six, and we missed the playoffs. 
I always think about that. I don't know why. I'm I'm, I'm almost certain it was the 2017. Oh. Derek Anderson was definitely the quarterback, and they went 10 and six, and they didn't even get a wild card or anything. I think Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh and Baltimore had better records than us. I'm pretty sure. That's that's actually crazy. See again, for me, um, like I said, I didn't like really get into watching sports like until I was older, and um, I didn't really like pay attention. You know, like my parents will tell you that I was probably like one of the worst kids when it came to like going to sporting events because the only thing I probably cared about going to those events for was to eat food. Like, legitimately, I think all I cared about is, like, getting food and then leaving at, like, the end of the half or something for most games, which is pretty awful to actually say out loud um, now that I am who I am and how much I love sports. But um, that's a good that's yeah, a good was, memory. And, 2007, yeah, you, what year did you say it was? At, I'm looking at the 2007 AFC North standings. We were 10-6. and six, The Steelers were 10-6, and six, but they're 5-1 and one in the division. And Cincinnati had seven wins, and Baltimore had five wins, and we couldn't get a wild card somehow. Right, right. All right, so my memory is also a Browns memory. And, Jeff, this is, like, one of the things that I vividly, vividly remember talking to you about specifically was us, we graduated. It was the summer of 2017, uh, we're about to go off to our respective schools. I'm about to go to Youngstown to go start doing summer training camp for football and everything. And we're at your house. We're in your kitchen. I think like we had just thought, like we we had just like spent a night out or something, and we were in your kitchen making breakfast. And I'm looking at the Browns schedule, and I'm I'd like to say that I'm probably the most upbeat, radical like fan there is when it comes to like making predictions about things and I'm mostly always wrong about them because I usually never back it with any actual facts, um, which I've tried to grow out of, grow out of. But in 2017, I didn't do that. And Jeff, I think I told you that in 2017, we were going to go make the wild card. We all we the schedule came we out went that morning or the day before, and we all because I because thinking about it now about this me thinking about when this year's schedule came out, uh, it's like it's the same day. It's literally it's very close. It always it must have always come out on the same day, even even like three four years ago. But I remember because I'm pretty sure everybody there we had, there was a couple other people in my house, and we were all making like. We were all picking what games we thought the Browns were going to win, which we will be doing that, I believe, on a, a future episode for some for some content, maybe predicting uh, the schedule for this year, which it's interesting considering, Absolutely. you know, our offseason moves. And we can get that. We'll get into that at a later date, obviously. But I do remember this, and <laughs> that's funny because I don't remember that being the year they went 0-16, but obviously I've tried to block that way out of my memory. And you know what you know what I also remember about that is I tweeted I tweeted at Youngstown that this was gonna be the year and I remember this is like almost word for word how the tweet went. It was this is gonna be the year that I am <laughs> out of Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns are gonna go to the playoffs. I remember that tweet exactly. And my one friend um from Youngstown's like he he's a huge Dallas fan, so I like disregarded everything he said. Um just was like you're you're insane, and I'm just looking at the team from that year. Oh, another, another Kaiser, great quarterback, starting quarterback in the draft by the Cleveland Browns. And I don't think this was at the time. I don't even know. I think um we we had just traded for um Brock Osweiler. And we hadn't played a preseason game, so he never threw that ball that made him the starting quarterback week one. But we had Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson, Deshaun Kaiser, David Njoku, Rashard Higgins. Rashard Higgins was essentially yeah. our number two at that time because we Corey had Corey Coleman, Coleman anymore. who was our one. And 
Uh, I think he's in New York. Something? I think he's I think he, he was on the Giants for illegal activity, I believe. Maybe. I think I saw something about him not getting his option um, renewed because of that. But anyways, I don't know what in the world I was thinking. I think our defense was solid. Um, that was first year with um, mm-hmm. with Miles Garrett, obviously. But I we had Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey, um, Jason McCourty, Jabril decent, Peppers. Decent younger talent. Jamie I Collins, mean, I always thought Duke Johnson was uh, above average, but – Kaiser at at quarterback, that was dude, that was a train wreck. Yeah, that was awful. Let me look at his. He played. He only played fifteen games. I didn't know yeah, that he, he got hurt. For he must have not played one. He must have been hurt or something. Where is his interceptions? Because I yep. need to see that. He had nine. He fumbles, would always fumble right. Just he would always be running to the sidelines, and he would um, always fumble right near the sidelines too. Oh my goodness! Why can't I? I can't find this. Oh, there, there they are. And, and they he's just in Green drafted. Bay now. What they a, just drafted what a, a quarterback. Awful thing for Aaron Rodgers to have to deal with. Thirty-one turnovers. He threw twenty-two oh, interceptions. And yeah, that was. I mean, we'll I'm talk about Baker talk Mayfield about Baker having Mayfield. a bad year, but I mean, come on, with with the. Oh yeah, but yeah, for me, that memory of just like. Always, and I, I'm always the optimistic person. And when we do our, um, when we do our um, picks for this year's schedule, and even for last year, we'll kind of review um, what we thought going into this uh, past season, what we were thinking. Um, but I just can't in the world, for my life, I can't understand how I picked us going hmm. to even make the playoffs that year. I mean, I don't even know that we should have probably won. I mean, obviously the Bengals were a little bit better back then, but like the Ravens, the Steelers were always better than us. I mean, and looking at the teams on here, I really just don't know how I thought we were ever going to make the playoffs, which is pretty, pretty shameful. I'm going to put you on the spot but real quick. Moving out of Bruce. that. Worst, um, what do you think, in your opinion, worst yeah, draft go for pick it. for a Cleveland sports team? Deshaun Kaiser for the Browns or Anthony Bennett for the Cavs? <laughs> okay, Jeff. Is there I a right answer? I don't know why you're doing this to me. I have a I – have, oh have a – no, no, I have a better question. Anthony Bennett and or Johnny Anthony Manziel? Bennett. Or even better yet, um, fuck – um, my lord, dude, I Anthony know, Bennett. Let me tell you, when know, that draft right, was happening, I, I wanted Anthony right Bennett. Right where I was, I wanted Anthony, Anthony Bennett so bad because I I looked up at the TV screen and I was like, who is who even is that? I didn't even know who he was. I thought we were gonna take Victor Oladipo. I had no idea who he was. Really, there were so many other names. I was like, he wasn't. Even That's on my incredible because when why. Jeff, you know why he was on my radar was because when they when they were at the um, draft lottery, after the Cavs had secured the pick, they cut to they cut to Anthony Bennett in an arm sling, because um, oh, apparently people thought he was at least good enough to be in that like top three consideration. He was there. Oh yeah, he was like at the at the um, lottery stuff, and some reporter was asking him questions and everything, but. I think a better question was Johnny Manziel or Anthony Bennett. And I would honestly have a hard time, like, because if you ask my dad, there were a lot of times when me and him would sit down and watch Cavs game, and I would solely watch those games to try and, like, cheer on Anthony Bennett. Because I, for the love of God, wanted that dude to succeed in every possible way. And it just didn't happen. I would watch this dude try to attempt a three-point shot. No, I even remember him going down um, in a Nuggets game. He got a steal, wide open steal. He's hoofing it to the other end. And some dude just, like, he's with him stride for stride. And he's, like, not even trying to steal the ball back. He's just waiting for this dude to go up with the shot. And he just gets completely <laughs> stuffed. And it was, I mean, I, would I just to, had to leave the room after. It was at, awful. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I would have to look 
at the draft of Manziel's draft class of who went after him because I know looking at the 2013 NBA draft makes me very sad because I thought we were going to, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying it could have went bad for the Cavs regardless, but I thought for sure we were gonna draft Victor Oladipo and he was gonna be above average, which is pretty true. He's been pretty injury prone, which that would have been Cavs luck as well. But um the Milwaukee took Giannis at fifteen in the two thousand thirteen draft. Which obviously and that's crazy because he hasn't become. This I mean, he's true, only been relevant probably, for the past he like could two, be back to maybe back three MVPs. years. Like you can't you can't tell that far down the road. But Anthony Bennett, I was like, I didn't even know. Like they were like UNLV Anthony Bennett, and I was like, who is this guy? See, you had that reaction for Anthony Bennett. I had that reaction <laughs> for Dion Waiters because before that happened, so. That was that was um that was Anthony Davis year like that was like cream of the crop Stellar. like oh my goodness that draft class was up, like in my mind it was it was loaded at that time and I was just looking at mock drafts and I was like man a lot of these have Bradley Beal going to four and I'm like I I want it I want it so bad and I was like even if we get Michael Kidd Gilchrist I'll be happy with that I know I know Anthony Davis is out of there at one um, but after that it it can go any which way and. Number two, Michael Kudlowitz. Ah, oh, darn it! Please, please don't take Bradley Beal. Please don't take Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's gone. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, there's still Harrison Barnes, and I was like, Harrison. I was like, Harrison Barnes. He's a he's a good player. Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say Dion Waiters, and my, me and my dad, we we made it a thing to go to those draft nights at the queue and everything, and make a night out of it. And when I when I heard Dion Waiters, I think my dad was just like. Like he looked at me and he saw how upset I was. We he's like, all right, let's leave. I was like, I I I who is this guy? He 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 was and you know what I what why I was super upset about it was because the day before I had read an article yeah. about him, he was a Didn't six man start. at Syracuse. I was like, how do you rationalize drafting a six yeah. man? Like, what sense does that make? But. Going back to your thing, you said you would have to look up who else was in um, Johnny Manziel's draft. You would have to tell me who else was in the Victor Oladipo draft class. But I can tell you for a fact that Teddy Bridgewater went after him. And I don't know if you remember, I was a huge Teddy Bridgewater advocate. And I remember getting blasted by people that Teddy Bridgewater was never going to do anything. And to be fair, he hasn't really done anything. But he played five games last year for New Orleans, and he played phenomenal. And he's going to go to the Panthers, and he is going to do some great things. And then Derek Carr is the only other player of significance outside of that draft of Johnny Manziel because Blake Bortles went ahead of Johnny, and Blake was, you know, he was irrelevant for a couple of years. And now I think he's backing up Jared Goff. Um, But, yeah, Derek's still in – Oakland, he's maybe going to be the starting quarterback there if M- Mariota doesn't take it over. It's kind of crazy um, just how one – I mean, you never yeah, really know I mean, because it's it's more of an organization thing. Like, you could make an argument that one pick could change the, the whole outlook of a franchise, which is true, but you can't, like, look back on a draft for a lot of a – it's just it's interesting to look back on drafts and – see like what could have happened but you can't really make like a concrete argument that if we if your team would have drafted somebody else like it would have been better off but it's funny that you say that because the browns did draft justin gilbert in 2014 manzel was a 2014 draft we we did draft justin gilbert before Ah, odell beckham that year no And it's funny. No, no, it's funny. Justin, listen, it's funny. The first overall Jeff, pick in the 2014 draft was Jadavion Clowney. Uh, That's really funny, I think. Uh, yeah. Jeff, I can't tell you how many Browns jerseys I've bought in the past. I can tell you the first one I remember buying was a Justin Gilbert one because on draft night, when that draft was happening, I remember how it happened. We traded backwards with Buffalo. Yes. Um, and 
Buffalo ended up taking Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Everyone was furious that we traded backwards. Um, we're at 10. We trade up. And the whole time I'm going, we're going to pick Justin Gilbert. We're going to pick Justin Gilbert because Joe Hayden went on ESPN like the week before the draft and was and was asked to rank the cornerbacks in the draft. And he put Gilbert number one. I was like, well, sh- well, if this dude's going to if our own star corner is going to put this guy at one, he's going to we're going to draft that guy. Right. And lo and behold, that's what happened. And I was beyond ecstatic because everyone else in the room was like, who is that? And I was like, I called and I called in and he didn't do well. Like a lot of, I, the ba- I basically refused to buy jerseys just, but, just due to the last um, 20 years of history and how the organization operates. But Baker's got it. He's got to try out this year for the, if it hopefully, hopefully the NFL season's played, he's got to try out in front of my eyes, 16 games, and if he does well, I might be picking up, might be ordering a, a Baker Mayfield jersey if he really wants a nice extension. Right. And, you know, just quickly touching on, like, the oh, the whole jersey thing, I have the jersey from last year of Baker and Miles. Um, but you, I mean, you're absolutely right in the terms of, like, buying a Browns jersey is just Completely Honestly, Miles, Miles Garrett, unless you bought a, a Joe Thomas jersey now, but Joe Thomas, if besides you could, that, I mean, you Hayden, Hayden would be, it would have been a good yeah. buy like 10 years ago. Hayden would have been good for like a, like a legacy jersey if he had stayed here. And even if he hadn't have stayed here, it for would sure. have been like a good buy because he was, he was here for a good yeah. long while, but then he goes to the Steelers. And I'm like, well, there goes that ever happening. I mean, you literally go to the enemy of the team. For that, sure. I mean, and to be honest, we did him dirty. It, it has nothing to do with us, like him doing us dirty. It was we cut him for no reason but to provide cap space and to absolutely do absolutely nothing with that cap space. That was the – um. I, oh man, that was the I had Sashi a little, Brown I had a little bit that of was just personal beef with Joe Hayden. Stuff. Like I the mean, last two years, he was a Brown, but that could be for a different episode. Just be, just how he acted a little bit. He was always at Cavs games. I mean, everyone always said he was a nice guy. He was he was a Cleveland right. homer for a while. Like he still comes in for Cavs games, even though they they've been trash for the past couple of years. But I mean, him going. You're right though. Him going to Pittsburgh and. Dude, he oh, it's so annoying. He had a great year last year too. Yeah. Well, moving on from, you know, us talking about how bad players have been and how we've been betrayed uh, a little bit. Let's end on a positive note and give me give me I won't say a top 5. Give me like just players you can think of off the top of your head that are just you you're extremely you know you have good vibes about them from in the past they were here they played for us and they did great things for us um give me like a list of players like lebron and so forth joe thomas like we've named already just give me like a list for you of players that you've had those kind of, you know, um, obviously um, Joe good, Thomas positive is a shoe in, and you, they could, uh, you could have your arguments and your debates. And I understand making an argument for the other two sports, but Cleveland's a football town as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of people, a lot of people will tell you that um, even though they've Absolutely. been pretty unsuccessful the past two decades, but it is a football town. So def, definitely Joe Thomas. Pretty, pretty unacceptable. And let me just cut you off for a quick second. We've been, we've been awful. We've been dog dirt when it comes to football, but I still think I, and I, I will pull up statistics for a future episode. I'm pretty sure the attendance for the Cleveland Browns is in like the top 10 for the last 10 years. I could be. It's amazing. I mean, you go, I mean, and say what you, people can say what they will about us, about, you know, nope. throwing the 0-16 parade. I personally did not take part Me of that. Too. I was highly, highly against that. But 
you know, Cleveland, Cleveland people, they are super passionate about their football here and not just football. I mean, football is the, I mean, I think I told in like a text message with all of you guys, I think I said like, if the Cleveland Browns won a Super Bowl, it would out like the, the amount of people that would show up in the winter time for that parade would outshine the 2016 parade by a mile. And that's just my opinion. But you saying that the Browns are what like epitomize what Cleveland fans like Absolutely. gather to and no, and no, just flock no to real true just straight on Browns Homer is going to like tell you that they've been, you know, good or whatever. They're not going to make excuses for the Browns. Like we know, we know that they're not very good. And that's, I mean, so that just shows how even crazier, like, an attendance stat like that would be. And and honestly, probably why is how some, some of the reason the organizations run that way because it's almost like they could be complacent as ever and, and still have fans, which could be a backfire on the loyalty aspect. But it's still an overall positive thing in general. But back to your, back to your original question, uh, I think the first – Joe Thomas. Then I, I kind of want to jump over to the Cavs because I don't know. I think like the the 2000s Cavs teams and in the 2010s Cavs teams have had some some really cool guys. I mean, I think Zajunas Ilgauskas pops in my head first. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't an All Star. He wasn't an MVP, but he played for us for a long time, and and he was a good guy. And he's he's local. He's in the area. He's helped. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was on St. Ignatius's coaching staff for their basketball team last year, maybe two years ago. Like he's still like lives oh, in the city. I do remember that. Yeah. And even like, even though he had a couple different stints with us, I feel like Mo Williams is kind of a household Cavs name, like another guy that isn't a stud, but like he always liked being in Cleveland oh. and he never said anything bad about the city. Like he was, he always seemed to like Cleveland. I feel like we've had a couple people like that with the Cavs, like, even way, way back, like Daniel Booby Gibson, like that guy, like those are the type of guys that like made me like want to be Cavs fans. Like uh-huh. they knew that they weren't great, but they played their role. Mo Williams. Absolutely. Mo Williams. I was so, so happy deserving. when we brought him back for that 2016 championship. I mean, he, he didn't do – I mean, he didn't do he probably, much of he anything. He probably talked but I mean, a lot behind the he, scenes that I ever saw. I was over the moon. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that was just – that's a great pick out of you. That was going to be one of my guys for sure. Um, do you have anyone that's else? Do you have any really, other sports or any other really people that you I mean, pick out? For our era, there's more – some of the Indians guys, I mean, I feel like baseball is kind of that sport where – it's tough to have like loyalty and stuff. Like there's really nobody stands out in my mind as far as people that I've seen play. Like you could, I could get into like Kenny Lofton and people like that, but that's kind of a little bit off topic. So I'll let you go. Right. Yeah. So for me, um, just oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, going yeah. on Jason that Kittens. bandwagon of the Cavs, I think that's the... that's only Indian. I I forget because he just left. We kind of did him dirty too. Oh, uh, this is a good one. So it's kind of just a thing, but he was a homer for a long time. You know that that team. Yeah, that team that went. Yeah, that team that went to the World Series had a lot of guys that you know they're not on the team anymore, and it's kind of like they're. It's very upsetting. Um. But, yeah, he is absolutely one of them. But for me, just staying on the track of, like, the Cavs and the most recent memories going back to that 2016 Richard championship, yeah. for me, Channing Good Fry ones. and um, Richard Jefferson, their friendship, their friendship alone was just so pure and just city. so funny. They to, like, they you know, watching interviews and everyone, you know, you get to – oh, Oh yeah, and I mean those guys. I mean they're they're just role players. But like you said, like with Booby Gibson and Mo Williams, I mean, it, they don't have to. Your favorite players don't have to be the ones who are the star or the face of the team and everything. I mean, 
I have great memories of just watching Bleacher Report interviews of like those two and like them playing pranks on everyone. And even with Kevin Love, um, that group, that team from 2016 was just a bunch of goofballs. And that's what I remember most about them. And that's why I love those two so much. Um, going to football, football is such a hard one to like try and pick anything out of. Because with the Browns, you know, I want to, I want to like think in my, my one player that I have just got released this year and it's Christian Kirksey. Yep. And you talk about a, a Cleveland Homer. I mean, that dude was even more so than um, Joe Hayden in my mind. And yes, that dude, unfortunate. He, so unfortunate that he got hurt this year. I think a lot of, I think a lot of things, I mean, he was a vocal leader and him not being on the field hurt us a lot, but I mean, he was just an overall great dude. I got to meet him at one of the Browns camps that we did and he's just a great guy, but Joe Thomas, that's an easy one. That's just like, I heard he did really well. He's in the Titan games. I don't know if you've seen that, but he, um, you know what? I watched the episode, like the first episode or whatever his first episode and dude he won by a millisecond this dude that he went up against was, was a fireman and really quickly he, essentially they got to the end and the fireman right. beat him to the like spot in which they like you know like they hit the buzzer or they they were supposed to like put a key in a slot and turn it this dude couldn't put the <laughs> key in the slot joe thomas gets up to the thing slots that baby in and turns awesome. it right away and beats the dude by a millisecond it was crazy even the rock was just going nuts but yeah i mean it's more like i'm hoping for guys now to just be here and stay here and have careers here and um it kind of just comes with the territory of being a browns fan that you know there's not really anyone that we're attached to besides Joe Thomas. No one's going to go to bat for anyone who was on any of these prior teams. And so, like you said with Baker, I mean, he has a tall order to accomplish um, this year. Um, We got a lot of guys on contracts that are going to be up that are going to want to get paid and should get paid like Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward. I mean, for me, um denzel um my my new the new browns jerseys i don't know if we're gonna have like a whole uh no we won't have a whole podcast on it but we'll definitely have an episode where we talk about them and that <laughs> just got my denzel ward jersey and it is oh my goodness it is clean i'm so happy with it but he's probably my favorite player it might also be because i am a homer and i love everyone that comes out of ohio state but yeah, for me, I think Christian Kirksey and Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson are probably my three yeah, guys sure. who I just we have, like, we the best get to Ohio State too. Cleveland. Yeah, we, we, we could. Hopefully, you know, with everything that's uh, going on with Corona and everything that, you know, we get football, we get college football, we get NFL football, we get – hopefully we get all of our sports back in some manner – but um, yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely find things to talk about for all of these. Obviously, like I said, and we'll bring you know what um, we'll obviously we'll bring in um, other guests to talk about certain sports. I mean, me and you, we have friends that we know can talk about almost any other sport that we're not. You know, I'm not specifically okay. into baseball, so we're we could to, we're absolutely bring in like well. Mike, our buddy Mike, to talk about some baseball, and yeah. I mean, we'll we'll absolutely find our ways into um, topics like for the uh, for the NBA right now. The one topic could be um, who we want or um, who we think the Cavs should draft. Um, but yeah, for for us going forward, I think we're gonna primarily focus on Brown stuff, mostly because they're the most newsworthy as of this moment in Cleveland. They kind of have the most going on for them and. Yeah, that's probably how these things will be structured going forward. Yeah, so I think that's where we're going to call it today. Um, You know, this was just the pilot episode. So um, we just were kind of kind of wanted to give an introduction to who we were, 
um, so everyone could get a feel for how we came into our own and how we came about making this podcast. I think we, you know, we had some, we had some good points and we had some points where we were just, you know, um, shooting it. So, but we will, we'll be pretty structured with our, um, with our conversations and everything going forward. You know, this is, um, this one's going on 50 minutes right now, which is a good thing to know because I think an hour is pretty good for, most of our topics, um, just in general. Yeah, if there's a but, yeah, just Jeff, in general, is there anything I mean, you want to add to the end of this? If, if the audience, uh, any constructive criticism or feedback, I mean, if we're if you like something that we did in this episode, I mean, it's like we've said, it's the pilot episode, so just you know, working stuff out, just getting through it, getting comfortable with the setup, because I mean, I've never been to podcast before, like a formal podcast, and I'm pretty sure you don't have that much experience with it either, but. If there's anything that we could do better, anything that you guys didn't like, or if you guys want to give us topics or something, and just make sure that you show it to your friends, show it to anyone who's a Cleveland fan. Absolutely. And for sure about all that, um, you know, leave your comments, leave your suggestions. Um, We obviously want to hear all about them. We want to hear what you guys want to talk about, what, you want us to talk about get out there and you know we'll we we will have a twitter page we'll be posting this on that twitter page we'll also be posting from our separate accounts as well just trying to promote it and try to get it out there but like jeff said if you guys could uh share it with your friends share with people who are interested in you know cleveland sports talk and all that we we will probably be making these into weekly episodes um me and jeff will discuss that a little bit further but Uh, weekly episodes an hour long Um, as of right now we're probably going to be talking a lot about the Browns Um, a lot of the stuff um, what I think we'll start with is just kind of a review of last season and what our expectations were for last season and um, some events that have transpired in the the future yeah going forward we um I just want want to say thanks for bringing this idea to me and Thanks for bringing me on board. It should be a lot of fun. I mean, we're two guys just talking about, you know, Cleveland sports. Oh, Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Jeff, like I said, I think you're the more cool, level-headed guy when it comes to um, talking about the sports and everything. I'll be the guy who ends up, you know, predicting that we go to the Super Bowl. I'll try to stay away from saying that again so we don't catch two. Yeah, yeah, so – but I'm, I'm really glad that you accepted this idea and that you, you really wanted to do it. I really appreciate um, the support with it and all the help that you've given me. So, and to everyone that's listening, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and we will see you on the next one. Thank you.